Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Columpod, my wife's kid brother's favourite podcast about LA's greatest detective. This week we'll be watching someone malevolent who is doing everything in their power to ensure that first-time writers do not get an opportunity. No, we're not talking about Radio 4 Comedy Commissioners, but Fielding Chase and his (laughs) butterfly in shades of grey, which is his daughter in a very flowery way of saying. And joining me to try and spot the moustache is Dan Thomas. (laughs) <laughs> Hello. Hello. You, you start with the digs early this week. Oh, yeah, i got to get that in. I'm a bitter, failed middle-aged man. What else Did you just open a can of beer? Mm. No, it's Coke. Oh, that's all right. Okay. Because yeah. no, okay. it's 20 past 11 where I am. Yeah, no, it's Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is Welsh time, anyway? Is that like 20 minutes ahead? Uh, it de- well, it depends which county you're in. I'm in Cardiff. It's fine. It's basically that's present fine. day. When are they going to get around to calling Cardiff Doctor Who land? What, a theme park? Yeah, well, they tried to turn the whole of Cardiff into a theme park, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they turned bits of it. Cardiff Bay was a theme park for a bit. Was it? Well, not a theme park, but there was a museum for the Doctor Who. There was the oh, Doctor yeah. Who experience That's right. down yeah. there. Mm. Uh, I never went because I couldn't, unlike your good self, give two shits about <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Though, you know, we've all been we've all been in touch with it every now and then. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so this is a Columbo episode from the 1990s. Yeah, is this the first nineties one you've done? It is. All right, it's a, it's a ooh, different, isn't it? It is a bit. It reminded me, you know, when because everything's fine, you know, like stylistically, it's a bit different as you'd expect. Everything's fine until Columbo first walks in, and you're like, oh, he looks like shit. <laughs> the thing is, I can handle him looking like because it's only, I guess, by this point, this is fifteen mm. years, sixteen years, even mm. after the original series finished, and he was starting to. He was starting to turn by the end of the the seventies ones. Yeah. Now, it's uh, and the thing is, when he looked younger, he could do that fragile sort of like thing, mm. and it felt like a bit he was conniving. Whereas this, it's like, and he's still wonderful, but there is an element of like, do you know where you are? Yeah. Has he got dementia? 
Yeah. And yeah. we know he hasn't because he solves a crime every, well, not every crime. week anymore. It's every three months or whatever they were doing right in the 90s. Mm. But there's there's a, it's not quite cantankerous. I don't know how to describe him. It's like, but it does feel like, are you all right, mate? Also, his belt's gone up by about half a foot. It's well, nearly, that happens to the best of us. Nipples. Yeah. That happens to all of us from the age. That that's yeah. just authenticity. I'm sure if you watch the seventies ones, it goes up an inch a season. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. And also, there's a certain thing in the, in the seventies ones. His shirt always feels the sort of like off white, nearly mustard coloured. And yeah, and this yeah. one they've kind of gone for white shirts, and I'm just thinking, what are you playing at? <laughs> You're such a purist. I am. If you, I, I want my seventies Columbo back. It's like you motherfuckers. That shirt's supposed to be oatmeal. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, I wanted 70s Columbo, not Columbo in his 70s. Thank you very much. It, there is an element. <laughs> yeah, you kind of... Certain characters feel crystallised at a certain age, which is why I'm not looking forward to Indiana Jones 5. Mm. Mm. Let's hope he hasn't got a belt up to his nipples. Well, he's just... He's probably tying his whip around his trousers. He looks like fucking Indiana Compo. <laughs> uh, so we, we begin this episode... With a, a, a reporter named of Jerry Winters. Well, the ve- the very start is we have a cityscape of LA at night, oh, yeah. and then the music is dun 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 dun. I thought, oh, it's going to be a sports one. It's going to be at a ball game or something, hmm. and it's not. For some reason, that's the theme tune for a hard hitting show hosted by William Shatner. And now the serious news. Hey, and his name's Fielding Chase. Which is kind of a perfect name for this character. It's really, absolutely, you couldn't get more perfect than that. But before we meet him. Jerry Winters is a reporter. is meeting with a literary agent, Lou Caton. He's telling him about, I got this exciting manuscript. Have you read it? It's amazing. Uh, yeah, there's no evidence of that. It's no. just like, it's really good. We don't really know what the book's about. No. Think, but no, no one just, ever mentions it. Nobody bothers. Just like, it's really good. It's, and it's a plot point. It's uh, Edmund de Butler's Tale by Gertrude Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and also I don't know. I mean, it must be good because you know the the, the reporter man, as we find out many times, is a homosexual. I mean, they. <laughs> I, I. It's weird because at one mm. point for nineteen ninety four, especially someone as mainstream as Columbo, it's probably. I was going to say it's quite progressive, but they do have. This is mm. the first gay character we've ever uh, had in the Columbo. What mm. happens to him? Oh, he gets shot. Yeah. Um, but everyone's like and uh, dragged through the mud, by the way. And dragged through the mud and. <laughs> Everyone is, um, like, even later on, Columbo says something like, uh, and so these two were in a gay relationship. Say, well, you can just say relationship, yeah. mate. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine, that's fine. It was, it was you know, everyone time. was learning. It was a different time, not mm. even Everyone was learning. Mm. Um, and it's not, it's some shows even from then, I think, would have treated a gay character like they'd landed from Mars. But yeah. it's fairly, it's done f- like at the start when we introduced the idea when he's in conversation it's just stated like are you in a relationship yeah I'm seeing a guy yeah. at the start it's just sort of like hey, this is a gay person what of it mm. later on yeah it's a bit more but I don't know if it's indelicately handled by the people who made the show or if it's just in keeping with the characters I suspect that's it I mean to the point where I was expecting him to say well we solved the murder and at least that one more gay person is dead yeah you know, that's what I was yeah. expecting him to say at the end yeah but he's, he's, Columbo is still trying his best. Yeah. There's a moment where he goes, I don't listen to the radio anymore, sir, because I, I, I can't understand any of that rock and roll now. Hmm. You know, uh, Frankie Valley, that's who I like. And I'd lo- I would have loved it if there'd been a moment going, you know what? I love the radio. Have you heard Nirvana? <laughs> oh, my God. I bop my head 
Fuck the police. That's what I say, sir. <laughs> not me personally. <laughs> so I know some policemen who are, I'm going to say, not good people. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. I'm a good one. There I'm... should be two songs. Fuck the police and not Columbo, though. Sir, do, do you know I'm down with OPP? You know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so after that, the, the literary agent's like, oh, interesting. Then we meet Fielding Chase. Now, is there a more perfectly cast actor in this part than William Shatner at this point? Uh, I have, because it's, it's very interesting. And mm. In one way, because he's got all his William Shatner mannerisms, the slightly stilted dialogue, his mm. sudden jolting um, uh, arm movements when he, with the line delivery. Mm. But at the same time, despite all of that, he, and it's not just the moustache, he kind of disappears into the role. Yeah. Like I would say, this is, because a lot of the time, you're not exactly sympathizing with the murderer. No. But you are like, I get it. And this one is like, oh, you're a real piece of shit, and I believe mm. it. Mm. Like Shatner, I think this might be Shatner's best, with the exception of Airplane 2. I'm going to say this is Shatner's best performance. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's fantastic. I've written here that he's a complete arsehole, which is... Yeah, that's... Yeah. I put playing. prick, but we're on the same page. He's like, he could be working for LBC. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Although I'm not sure what his politics are. It just feels like he's a muckraker... For any so because we because it builds up to him interviewing that senator or mm. something, um, but we don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's just a piece of shit who well, wants to ruin lives. Let's just say an American politician or a politician generally. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about he's talking to people on the line. There's an old lady who's a big fan of his. Oh yeah, like, yeah, and he's so like he's, he is one of those. Oh, hello, my dear. What do you want to talk about? And then he's. Whoever calls next, he's like, "You're a piece of shit." Goodbye. Yeah, I don't agree with you. I hope you die. See you later. Yeah. Uh, but we find out that his um, his producer is his daughter. He's he's, he's um, foster daughter, which means he bought her in Australia. <laughs> uh, his foster daughter, Victoria, who is he has a complicated relationship. What should we say? Because he has paintings of her around his house and her mother. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit like um, I don't know what the fuck is about. Like it's like Sean Connery with Uma Thurman and Avengers. It's like yeah, pictures around the place, but we're not going to address the fact that it might be something dodgy. Although some people, it does get implied that mm. he is attracted to his daughter. Yes, but I thought something was going to come of that rather than mm. they just mention it, but there's no evidence of it. It makes more sense to me that if Shatner's character was gay, with that moustache, yeah, exactly, and you know, um, being very protective of his daughter. Yeah, I don't think there's any... He doesn't play it like he's doing anything dodgy. No. Uh, and he's doing a lot of acting. He's doing this. a lot of acting. I mean, it's a lot of acting. Mm. And he doesn't quite get round to acting like um, dirty old man acting. No, he doesn't go... <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> no, no, this is in the cut scenes, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, Bill, uh, <laughs> we'd like you to do... Have you seen Carry On films? Yeah, mm. yeah. Do Sid James. Cool. Oh. <laughs> no, you're not really getting it, Shaq. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> All right. Oh, careful. It's Sid Shatner. Uh, I thought there was something wrong with my trousers. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Victoria's book's a smash. Everybody loves it. They're gonna. He, the, the reporter guy, who's her friend, Lou. He says that they're gonna pass it on to a big publishing house in New York. So she yeah. tells Shatner about it, and he's like, oh, that's wonderful news. Um, why don't you run away now and uh, celebrate, and I'll I'll make a mysterious phone call. 
to every single publisher I know. <laughs> Everyone. And goes, that if you publish a book, you're, you know, you'll hear from me. Don't do it. Which is, I don't understand why he's doing that. Because he wants he, to stay as his producer. Yeah, and he... And, and he doesn't want to move into New York, which is the which is the only place you can be a writer in America. Mm. No writers have ever come out of California. I think no. don't Google it, but I think that's correct. No, it's correct. They've yeah. driven through. They've just never. Come from They've driven through. They've driven from New York into the ocean. <laughs> Jules Verne, for example. Yeah. So, Jerry. Jules Verne. Yeah, well, he did twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I know, but he wanna. I better check what's down there. <laughs> and he and he got in his Vauxhall and mm-hmm. he f- he drove off the California pier <laughs> and he went. Oh, it's good down here. I'm gonna write a book. There you go. Make that a film with Kirk Douglas, please. Call it Jules b- before Jules Rising. The I'm gonna call of... it Splash. Yeah, because that's the noise I made when I went in. Oh. And it's it's about forty thousand leagues under the sea and tits. And he drove off the onomatopoeia. so jerry tells lou that the publisher whose name is englander um talked to chase and now hates the novel just hates it yeah yeah i I, when i first read it i just was like that's a good font Mm. but then i read the words and it was shite yeah there were too many full stops tell her that that's my yeah yeah tell her that yeah there's just too many too many full stops there's only so many full stops one can uh, read in a week i kept having to stop and start again. I prefer a comma. Mm. Because it, it's I, I get confused by a full stop. I put the book away. But if it's a comma, I was like, keep going. There might be something interesting in the second half it, of this sentence. It lets me take my breath. But a full stop, I have to have a bath. <laughs> uh, so Jer- Jerry goes to Chase, who's at some sort of awards function. Yeah. And we have the classic Columbo moment of, how dare you do that thing? I, I'll get you and stop you in front of loads of witnesses. This is, I mean, Shatner, as a criminal, is mm. garbage. Oh, he's awful. He's like, right, I'm going to kill this guy, and I am and I don't care who knows it. He's well, like, he could be in the middle of the Arndale Centre going, I'm going <laughs> to fucking punch you in a cunt. Right? <laughs> and, and then, every, every, like every step of the way, every time he has to meet Columbo, Columbo says something that trips him up immediately. Immediately. And it's like, <laughs> oh, also, you were in the Arndale Centre, and you sh- you pointed a gun in his face. I'm going to shoot you in the face until your teeth come out the back of your head. Oh, that's just something I said in the heat of the moment. But then you shot him in the balls, say. <laughs> and he bled out and nearly died. Well, you know, we all have a bit of fun. What? <laughs> well, because he says, Jerry says to him, what are you going to do, kill me? And he goes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I haven't written down here, sir. <laughs> the guy said, are you going to kill me? And you said, oh, boy, where is it? I got this somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. You said yes. Uh, so, actually, that alone is a crime, you dumb fuck. Well, we also have the moment where, um, as you mentioned earlier, Jerry mentions that uh, Chase is as a sick, possessive old man and basically says, I think your intentions towards your daughter are something else. And that's where Shatner gives him a big old slap. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that is... If you got accused of trying to, uh, you know, whatever, having uh, improper thoughts about your own child, mm. uh, I, I don't think a good defence is a slap. Mm. You go, oh, I get you. It just, yeah. He doesn't really defend himself. He goes, how oh, dare you? Well, that's not a no mid. Oh, you vicious bastard. <laughs> Yeah, because then he says, when he's, I like this, because when he says, what are you going to do, kill me? And he says, yes. He goes, how? Talk me to death. I enjoyed that. 
Yeah, probably a gun, actually, mate. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't have said that either. You said, I'm going to shoot you with a gun, sir. And then Jerry signs his own death warrant because he says, well, I'll take the book and I'll take Vicky as well, so you'll have nothing. Yeah. And that's that. You're dead, man. So she confronts Shatner the next day about what he's done. And he claims, he says, I did it to protect you from your enemies who will carve you into pieces, he says. Oh, oh did, I did you to protect you from my enemies. Oh, yes, my enemies. Because, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, which is mm. like, why would, does that happen? I, I don't know. It's, mm. This is more a real life than a Columbo question. Well, we but, don't really see any of his enemies, do we? Well, no, because he's probably killed them all after <laughs> yelling out loud in public, I'll fucking kill you! They're all buried under the Arndale Centre. Well, no, no enemy. He's useless. He's just left them dead in the car park with a flag in their chest saying Shatner did it. Yeah, yeah. But he put a comma in it. Yeah, but Shatner did it. <laughs> so she's going to go. So um, Chase calls Jerry and says, look, Jerry, I've... I've acted hastily. Perhaps the next day at four o'clock, perhaps we could have a phone call and talk things over. Like, yeah, oh, just to be clear, it has to be at exactly, exactly four o'clock. Four o'clock. Exactly four o'clock. Yeah. Um, also, could you definitely use the phone that's facing the wall? Mm, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. See you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. I mean, I'm not going to see you. But yeah, so he rings. He rings Chase's number, gets the arse machine, but what Chase has done is he snuck onto the property dressed as Burt Reynolds from 1982. Yeah, he's, well, I, I did find it fun that there's a bit where he's, he's behind a tree. Mm. He's a murderer yeah. behind a tree, and he's got Michael Myers' face, yeah. but it's William Shatner's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> it's fat Halloween. Yeah, it's so meta. Yeah, That's amazing. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's, he's got the mustache now we need to talk about the mustache actually because at the beginning it's a very faint pencil mustache <laughs> that you have to really look to see yeah. then it gets a bit darker and then for the murder it's jet black which I'm yeah, guessing and he's then, done to disguise himself I, I, I don't think that's what's happened at all no? yeah, exactly it can't have been him he, had, he was two hues darker around the mouth hmm. and, and later on when there's a picture he looks like the picture of him that's in the, the radio station looks like Groucho Marx. It's a duck. It does. Or like, that's probably not fair. He looks like Fraser from Dad, not Fraser from Dad's Army, Walker from Dad's Army. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, first of all, it's definitely glued on. He didn't grow up for the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they bought a pallet load of moustaches and did not test them every day I against the previous right. day's moustache. Yeah, because it's crazy. They change colours all the way through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you say, he's, he's, he's fat Halloween and in the woods. <laughs> then when Jerry's on the phone, he sneaks in, picks up the other phone, and, and then pretends to have a conversation with him, which I think is a very clever idea. But It hmm. sort of is, but one, you'd hear the clack. You would. And also, it sounds different when you're on a line on, in the same house. It does sound different. It does. It, it kind of reduces the quality of your call 50%. Because my mum and dad, when I lived at home, we had a phone upstairs and downstairs. And if, they'd, if the phone would ring and I'd pick it up, and they'd pick it up, and you'd have to go, I've got it. Yeah, you'd instantly know someone else was on the other end. Uh, yeah, right. definitely. But for the purposes of this murder, it's a fun idea. So he has a conversation with him, saying, uh, "Jerry, um, I r- realise now that I was wrong, and that I, I want to apologise for slapping you in the Arndale Centre, euphemistically <laughs> and literally." Yeah. Sorry for kicking you up the Arndale. <laughs> and then Jerry's like, "Oh, fine." And then, as as they're talking, 
Shatner just opens the door to the room. He's like the next room, literally, and just yeah. shoots him twice in the back. And then leaves it quite a long pause before pretending to be on the other line going, Jerry! Mm. Jerry! I'm sorry, I was taking a shit. I heard a gunshot. <laughs> so I was just watching an episode of The Good Life. Jerry! <laughs> Margo! Um, yeah, so he's dead. So he goes in and he does the thing that you, all the Columbo murderers do, is he wipes his prints off of the gun, chucks it across the room, wipes prints off of the door handle. He doesn't... It's not a very thorough job not cleaning really, the gun. No. Also, one of you... Just once, I wish these people would buy. Just get a set of gloves. Yeah, yeah. Well, usually they do. Sometimes they do, unless it's mm. going to be important to the plot. Yeah, there. which it isn't here at all. Uh, other than they need the handkerchief. Oh well, that's that's pathetic. The handkerchief. That is pathetic. Yeah. It's one of his many. It's a very flawed. This is not an ingenious crime. We found this handkerchief and this erasure album <laughs> in the bushes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he goes out the back way he came in, Ua, um, and then, as we say, throws the, throws the hanky in the rose bushes, and then goes off. And then, the next day, well, the, uh, later, well, mm-hmm. well, as he's driving off, he phones. Oh this yes, is supposed to be his alibi. He yeah. phones nine one one. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and says, "My God, I think there's been a murder. Yeah, come quickly." It's it's so even because it does feel a lot more. Even though there's only, whatever it is, 15 years apart since the 70s ones, it does feel a lot more modern life. They've got mobile phones and stuff. Yeah. But also, you can, anyone who's listened to Serial knows, you know where the where a mobile phone is. It would take Columbo 12 seconds to go, yeah, you were right next to the murder house. Yeah. When you called and said you weren't. Go, to, come with me. Yeah. Um, like, they, the writers of crime at this point were still writing like it was the 70s and didn't quite understand technology. Yeah. Well, we, are, we, get, we get that in a minute because when yeah. Colombo turns up, he does a tight five about mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, it was not that tight, but yeah. Oh, God. But the, the policeman... <laughs> the police... it's, it's like that bit in Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. It? Yeah, 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 we're doing the dentist. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Officer Davis thinks Colombo is the funniest man in the world. He's like, ah, I, I was going to get a mobile phone, but I've heard they give you cancer. And he's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. Is it true you get a tumour in your head? Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> hey, mate, it's not that funny. So no. He's talking about cancer. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, the fucking Dennis Leary, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> My wife says I'm an asshole because I smoke cigars too much. And I say, fuck you. I like books about war and yeah. a nice hardwood floor. I'm Columbo. <laughs> Columbo, he's Columbo. C O L U M B O. Columbo, it works perfectly. Yeah. <sighs> See, there's people who haven't heard that song. I don't know what we're talking about. It's Dennis Leary's song "Arsehole." There, which it's a very, nice. it's a, it's a really good, it's a banger. It is a banger, actually. His MTV Unplugged is very good as well. Oh, I haven't, I, no, I haven't seen that. He does loads of songs. It's quite funny. Oh, is that available? Uh, it's on YouTube, I think. Oh, well, look. But it's basically just him in between songs going, I smoke a lot of cigarettes, isn't that cool? And it's like, no, not really. Well, that's his act. That's yeah. his whole <laughs> fucking... Is he I still doing like... it now? No he's, no, he's clean living as hell now, Dennis Leary. I'd go back to him and go, no, I'm not having that. You, that is your thing. Keep doing it. You don't get Bernie Clifton coming out in just his pants. You do, but... Well, you do, but... <laughs> Probably just the ones. Just not professionally. Not yeah. No, <laughs> well, he'll do anything of money now. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to book Bernie Clifton. No, it's um, a private function. 
Um, I'd like him to do his act, but with one note. And, leave and in, the bird at home. Only in my premier you're in hub room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little, you're on the bed and there's like a foot of floor space. And I want him to do, do yeah. his act there. Yeah, all right, it'll be three grand. I'm going to give him £25 to do that. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> Will you pay for petrol? No. Yep, he'll still be there. Yeah, it's fine. It'll cost him to get there. Because <laughs> yeah, he lives in Edinburgh now. So. <laughs> and you're in where? Stoke. He, okay. He, 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 he just, he needs the work. Yeah. Yeah. He says it's fine because he practices in the wardrobe anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, like David Carradine? A bit. Yeah. A bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except obviously he perfected it. Yeah, he can do it. I mean, David Carradine could only do one show. Well, um, David Carradine used to say that he would set up a doctor's surgery because he said the wardrobe was the perfect place to have a practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, he's doing this this tight five, very loose five, very flabby five about yeah. cancer. Hey, this is a new thing I'm working on. Uh, what do you think? My wife says I suck. I want a, I want a, a bit to be like Seinfeld, where the, at the bookend of the '90s, Columbo's is him doing his type fives, <laughs> but with just Officer Davis and the, the, the audience laughing. Yeah. No, they, the rest of the audience can be there, but they're yeah. just glaring, just, unblinking at Columbo, just and glaring. Officer Davis is staring, laughing, and then just as the Columbo theme tune comes on, he just you just see him put a gun under his chin, <laughs> but then it cuts away. Bum bum bum. Um, so so he he sees basically Shatner keeps insisting to Officer Davis that he needs to speak to the homicide detective and then Columbo turns up looking like shit as usual there's this nice moment where Columbo mm. goes up the drive as Shatner's coming down and they don't acknowledge each other yeah I like that but then he finally finds him in his car having a phone call and Shatner's like would you mind I'm on a private call and then oh, yeah. when he finishes the call he says I'm off, you know I'm homicide detective Columbo Lieutenant Columbo and he's like oh my dear man I'm so sorry and then he says, have you looked into who would have shot this person? He said, uh, it's probably someone he was investigating because he's an investigative reporter. Or a spurned boyfriend. Yeah, because you know what those... Uh, he doesn't... Actually, he practically does here. You know those gays. Yeah. Well, I've written here, not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're all up to something. <laughs> he literally says they're always up to something. I was just doing a five-minute uh, bit about um, cancer. Yeah, sure. You cancelled yourself. <laughs> the bloody... Uh, but yeah, yeah he so, says they're always up to something. Yeah, he says they're always up to something, and uh, he says something like, they're very emotional, and they've always got guns. Hmm. Uh, I've never met one. It's my understanding that uh, yeah. gays are emotional with guns. Yeah, that's right. They're like um, the Terminator. But with yeah, there is... <laughs> <laughs> But he says something. Actually, what he says is, I don't know who could have shot him in the back. Mm, yeah, and, it, and that's the first time Columbo goes. Um, did you see the body? No. no, no. Then how do you know he got shot in the back? Oh, oh well. If they're, I... they're always bent over, aren't they? That's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine, sir. As long as you have an excuse for the strange thing you said, that's fine. I'm I mean, he lie. might as well. That's not my opinion. He might as well say that because that's the attitude towards a gay man oh, yeah, this whole program yeah. just to be clear mm. this is not our view no. this is the view of 1994 tv writers mm. um but he says something like well if uh wouldn't you say something if a man with a gun was in front of you mm. oh that's a good point mm. that's fine yeah in, in other, but again that's clumber going well you did it then yeah 
Yeah. Oh, I think I'll just say there's a, when Columbo does turn up, you it's it's a close up of the ambulance, and mm. then you hear Columbo's car turn up. But they've put it's oh. like they put the soundtrack from a Tex Avery car. Yeah, it's not good. It's so cartoonish. It's so stupid. It's like <laughs> it feels like a it's now, just it's too much. If I was doing this program, I'd be like, okay, great, he can have the Dirty Mac still, he can have the shambolic suit, fine. But we need to slightly update that car because there's no way he'd still be driving that. Oh, that, you know what? There's a perfectly reasonable car. That it looks like shit because they bat it up. But actually, mm. it's a perfectly functional two-stroke engine. That that would have lasted for years. It's not going to sound like Benny the Cab from Roger Rabbit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, imagine if they'd given him actually given it an actual voice. <laughs> um, Let me out of here, Columbo. Um, oh, no, you get confused. I'm glad the dog's dead because he was shitting all in me. Oh yeah, they should have had the dog still alive, the robot dog. <laughs> Just a head in a jar. Yeah. You stay there. What am I? I'm gonna have to. I'm a fucking head in a jar. It doesn't do anything. It's just floating in there. It doesn't talk or anything. <laughs> um. So then, um, Shatner goes. Um. Oh, I will tell you what. He was working on loads of files. Uh, for you know proper detective work. Why don't you come back to my place and I'll show you them. I'm not falling for that again, sir. <laughs> do you want to I ended up in a three-year relationship with Robert Culp doing this. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about that, sir. Do you want to go back to my place? Yeah. Right. Um, so then Vicky gets home. She's really sad, and she drops her keys. And she gets to the car, and she notices that one of them's missing. Yep. Because what I forgot to mention earlier is that Shatner gets hold of Jerry's key for his house off of her key ring. That's how he's able to sneak in. Yeah. Clever. How does he know she's got a? I mean, it doesn't. Matter, well, he sends but... her to work, doesn't he? Yeah, but how does? Yeah, but how does he know she's got a key? Ah, he knows everything about her. Oh, that's true. That's true. He nicked it while he was getting her to pose for those paintings. <laughs> um, so when he goes back to hers, he's like, oh, I'll just check my answer machine while my distraught daughter's standing there. And then we get the whole crime play back, and Columbo's like, my God, that's amazing. We got a whole tape of the murder, sir. And then as Vicky's really upset, he turns to Columbo and goes, I have to comfort my daughter, but I want this fiend brought to justice. Okay, well, that shouldn't be hard because it's you. It's you, yeah, it's fine. It's it's so clearly you. Look at the mustache. <laughs> Look at everything you said as long as I've known you has been, I'm a murderer. Anyway, let's play along. But he says to, so Shatner says to Vicky, oh, I'm, you know, it's really sad that you're upset, uh, but I'm upset as well, so I don't think you should go to New York. You should stay here with me. And she's like, yeah, you're probably right, actually. I, I think it's more of a reason to leave. Yeah, definitely. Because you could be in danger from a m- mad killer. Well, as much as anything else, if you if your friend gets murdered and you're thinking of leaving anyway, it's like you know what, this town's d- gone to shit. Yeah, I want to yeah. go somewhere safe like New York. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go and hang out with John Lennon and Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll just wait outside his hotel for him. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um. So he goes to the, they. They all go to the Jerry's funeral. And Columbo hijacks Vicky to ask her some questions. And she says, I, uh, she says, oh, are you in the habit of um, going to the funerals of your victims? And I was like, that's a weird way to put it. I mean, I didn't do it. What are you suggesting? Yeah, that would be the ultimate ending to Columbo, that he was the murderer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, he wasn't this time. So he asked some questions about Jerry's former boyfriend, Ted. And I was so hoping it would be Paul Shane. 
<laughs> Ted Bovis from Heidi High, that'd be amazing. Well, we do get a British comedy star coming up in a minute. Oh, God, you hear we do? Well, New Zealand. Oh, yeah, but more famous mm. in Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really odd because she's not listed anywhere in the credits or anything. No. I, I don't know if she was big enough that it would be like it's a celebrity cameo mm. or if it's just they like they didn't know who she was. 1994, she, yeah. she'd been in stuff by then. She'd she? been in Superman 3, for goodness sake. She'd been in Superman 3, yeah. Yeah, Oscar-nominated performance. Yeah. Um, so we, we find out about Jerry and Ted split up. So And then, you know, the, the, the handkerchief situation, because the handkerchief had makeup on it. Yeah, or just specifically acting makeup, like pancake acting makeup. Ma- pancake makeup. There was also the Erasure CD and the um, the sparkly shoes that get, take you to Oz. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so she, she says she, she works on that. And then he Clumber goes, oh, by the way, um, how come you were working on that Saturday? And she goes, oh, well, my dad asked me to go in. Uh, I almost never work on a Saturday, but he insisted upon it. And he's like, <laughs> So then oh, Columbus... Yeah, yeah but he goes, um... oh, yeah, yeah, because I missed all of this. This doesn't get covered earlier on, does it? No. Okay. Mm. This one keeps a lot of the clues. Mm. Like It just gets talked about later on. Yeah. Which is probably for the best, because it's... What I will say about this, and I did enjoy this, it, mm. you... With the weird thing about Columbus is it was so perfect at 70 minutes. Mm. You could feel that 20 minutes of padding they needed to Absolutely. make an hour and a half. This one was quite a slog, I've got to be honest. To the point, there's a couple... I mean, like you say, he's doing a type five on phones later. There's, mm. It's almost like they've added sketches. Like the thing when he goes to interview the actor. Yeah. There's a there's an unnecessary four-minute bit where there's... Pamela <laughs> Stevenson. I, I hate... Yeah, with Pamela Stevenson. Mm. I hate the bit in movies where somebody turns up and there's some confusion. They've done it a few times, especially in the 90-minute ones, where there's some confusion about who he is. Like, he turns up the set, he goes, hey, yeah, I'm looking for... And he said, yeah, just go over there with the other homeless people. What? Yeah. Now, this is... this. They're never going to... The, the best joke... The best way this was ever done on a Columbo is the one where he goes to the homeless... Um, oh, yeah, oh, bless place. your heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to interview about a homeless person and they give him soup immediately and some bread. Yeah. That... Joke will never be beaten, but they keep trying, and this is probably the worst. Yeah, try. The thing is, even then, security on set is very high. You can't Mm. just wander on looking homeless and get and and become a day player. No, Um, but it's so weird, as you say, because out of out of this scene, you get Pamela Stevenson, and I was looking, I think that is Pamela Stevenson, isn't it? I was the same. Yeah, yeah, and I looked on IMDb, nothing, and then I googled it, and it came up. That's very odd. Yeah. Is there a reason she wants to keep it off her CD? I don't know. Maybe it was to get Billy the part. Because he's oh, in course. this series, isn't he? Or in later yes, series? Right. Yeah, I wonder if... Maybe they were just in town. and Yeah, yeah well, yeah, they, maybe they probably lived around the corner. Yeah. She was like, I fucking love Columbo, mate. Can I be in it, mate? I know <laughs> she's from New Zealand, but same thing. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Then he goes to see Ted. And Ted uh, has a solid alibi for that day. He was signing autographs. Yeah. Because he's a TV actor. Um, so then uh, Columbo goes to see Chase. Wait, actually, wait. His mm. alibi is I was out shopping with two other actors and we spent two hours signing autographs. That's right, yeah. First of all, what show is he in that there's two hours worth of people who give a shit? Uh, well, it looks to be one of those daytime soaps. But even then, who gives a shit? Yeah, actually, this is like, a, do you watch soaps? Go, oh, no, no. My wife, on the other hand, she's crazy about them. I have to say, someone should do an academic study yeah. in all of Mrs. Columbus' fucking enthusiasm. It's, like, it's because, like he's married to fucking Bamba Gascoigne. She's into literally everything. Yeah. Right? She'd have to have 40 hours in a day to pursue all of Oh, yeah, she loves soap operas, uh, microcomputers. <laughs> uh, she's working in CERN at the moment. She does crosswords. It's like, hang on now. How the fuck has she got the time to do all also, of this and not, cook for you? Not only her, but all her family are into stuff. Well, yeah. Actually, I love I love a little bit later on where he talks about his cousin Dominic, yeah. who sounds like a pathetic cunt. If I don't, he, he does. Yeah. If yeah. I, he says that, he goes, "Oh, would you sign this? He's such a huge star. He's a huge fan of yours. Sign this. He'll get a real kick." And then he has that great dig. I've never heard him be this bitchy, Columbo. He goes, yeah. "My my cousin Dominic, he'll get a huge kick from you signing this because he don't have much of a life." That's right. Yeah. Like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> Uh, um, so then we get the scene where Chase is bl- black. He basically says, "I can blackmail to a senator." He says, "Oh, this actress that you got pregnant long time ago. I know you're saying it's not your baby. It isn't your baby." And she's like, "No, no, no, it's not his baby." And he's like, "Okay, great. So I'll keep that very discreet." I'm going to say this. I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to mm. say this. The maths of this suggest that the woman he's talking to is 24 years old. Mm. Yeah. Fucking hell, she had a paper round. She did, yeah. She had Sean Connery's milk round. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that joke, isn't there, about Connery? And everybody in Edinburgh said that Connery was their milkman. So he Which... must, have, must have served the entire city. <laughs> well, how would you check? You don't remember who your milkman is. I Any think you'd tall... remember if it was Sean Connery. You wouldn't at the time, because you're not going to go like, he looks like he's going to be Sean Connery in eight years. Well, you'd be like, you'd be like, well, that bloke can't pronounce his S's. But how often do you talk to a milkman? Especially if their words are milk. Like, he hasn't got an opportunity to fuck that up. If he's shemmy skimmed, then it's Connery. Okay, well, there you go. You go milk. Gold top got... milk. I heard it. Did Sean Connery your milkman? I don't know. We used to get whole milk, so I couldn't tell I what he was saying. I was talking to the baker the other day, Roger Moore, and he didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. I I used to go to a burger joint in Patalbot in mm. South Wales, and mm. it at the time I had no idea, but it turned out the bloke working there was Michael Sheen. 
Wow. But it's not at the time I was going, that's Michael Sheen, that is. I mean, it makes sense because he's in everything that's Welsh, so. <laughs> he hasn't done Bubble of Cum yet. Has he not? Uh, well, he doesn't speak Welsh. Does he not? No, no, no. Well, see, up there being a representative, he doesn't speak Welsh then. He can still uh, adhere to the uh, values that we hold dear in Wales. He's out there going, oh, to be Welsh, oh, I'm so proud. And it's like, can you speak it? Well, no. I'm sure he knows a couple of words. Yeah, I bet he does. He knows burger. I remember that. Because I I said burger, please. And that's the same in Welsh. (laughs) Well, he's all right then, isn't he? Yeah. To my knowledge, he could say, he could take a burger order in Welsh. All right. And that's what, so he was indeed. working behind the counter. It was. It was. It was. Okay. <laughs> this was Wills's first drive-through burger joint in the early nineties, right? right? Right. And I used to, every time we used to go to Cardiff from Swansea, I would insist that we stop there hmm. and have have a thing there. And then years later, I saw him on Jonathan Ross, and he's talking about his first jobs, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I worked in Burger Master." I was like, "I was there every week." I definitely would have got served for years. I would definitely have got served by Michael Sheen. In fact, looking back, I remember this short, wiry fella having to clean my sick from the car park one time because I had too many burgers and I was 12. I think... It was Tony Blair. It was Tony... (laughs) (laughs) Mum, Tony Blair's cleaning my puke. (laughs) And he's only 18. I don't know. He's travelled back in time to clean my sick. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah so after the senator leaves Colombo turns up at the posh restaurant and I, mean, I can never figure out with this if it, if it him putting on this naive affectations that he has to do all the time because in this one we're led to believe that he doesn't know how to work honey he can work honey but I it's one of those I don't even know what they're called the little honey twirler things the honey twirler yeah I am going to level with you hmm I know how to use it. I yeah. just never have used one. Well, same. But I would assume you just, as Shatner says, just rotate it. Yeah. I, I'd probably figure it out. I yeah. don't know if I would, mind. I'd probably just whack it against the cup. I'd just chuck it in the mug and spin it about. Can't do that. Why not? You can't do that. That's because it's wood, so it's not. It's going to absorb the coffee or whatever. Oh, the tea in this tea, case. Tea, yeah, because yeah. Columbo's got a bad throat. I don't know if I would have the wherewithal to twist it either. No, I think Shatner's been a judgmental prick there. Uh, well, he is. Also, who's pay- is he paying for that tea? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right, then. Yeah. I mean, you know what? This is how cheap we are. We're going, is he going to make Columbo pay for his own tea now? This is what I was worried about. This is Because he brings the re- he brings yeah. the bill. Yeah. And, I was like, and then a little one for Columbo. I'd be like, oh, you cheap bastard. He said, yeah. can I get you a drink? Yeah. I was stressing about that. That must mean I am definitely middle-aged. Because <laughs> when I was younger, I wouldn't even give it a thought. Now I'm like, <laughs> I've got to pay for that fucking tea. Yeah. I didn't even get to enjoy it. Yeah. Because as soon as he, I started drinking it, he left. And he grabs it and goes, oh, it's hot. That's how I like it. Yeah. And uh, then he talk, does another Type 5 about mobile phones again. <laughs> the thing is, I heard they give you cancer. Yeah, you did that earlier. They it's... fuck you at the car phone <laughs> warehouse. Who gets fucked? Columbo gets fucked. <laughs> He's like fucking the East Coast or the West Coast version of Jethro. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, my God. You can't make anything Columbo says. You go, I am a phony bastard. <laughs> What happened was, right, Denzel, he asked for a tea with Annie. And, and, and a bee came out of his arsehole. Um, but he, he does this bit as well about how his wife's playing nursemaid to him. She loves playing nursemaid because he's got a sore throat. Which only gets mentioned in this scene. So I'm wondering if Columbo had a, if, if Fork had a sore throat that day and just they just will just write it in. Mm. 
Because mm. he does sound rough, actually. He does. And then uh, two seconds later, when they go outside, must have been a different shooting day, he sounds fine. Yeah. yeah so I reckon he had a cold. I reckon he did as well. So he, he then speaks to um, Chase about the answer machine. He said, we've, we've had a good listen to it. And also that Ted's got a perfect alibi. So he's not a suspect. Which Shatner's surprised about because he's like, well, you know them gays. They're killing people all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. Chill out. Right, mate. Uh, so he asks Chase if he can think of anyone apart from himself. And he says, you might want him dead. And he goes, what do you mean me? And then he says, well, you know, we all heard about the um, Arndale Centre. yeah, yeah. So, if anything... I, I think them. I have it here, sir. We have 300 witnesses say that you were going to tear his head from his body and take a shit down his throat and then pull it out of his ass and then throw the shit back down his head and he would die from that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I did say that, but I, I was in one of my moods. <laughs> oh, fair enough. But meanwhile, Vicky's walking around a gallery and Lou Caton appears and says, you know what? Your book's so bloody good. I've left the company I was working for. He wouldn't publish it, and we're going to. I'm going to publish it on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how things work. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to make so much money off one book. You can tell 1994 was a different time. Yeah, well, this is around the time that Angela Lansbury clip, wasn't it? Of um, my 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 publisher was so impressed with me turning in a draft so early, they gave me a, a cruise around the world. That's oh not, yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, and also, no one turns in anything early. <laughs> I've turned in, I mean, I've never turned in a book at all, but I've turned mm. in writing things early mm. just because I wanted a free cruise. Yeah, yeah, but yours, is, yours was around the toilets of Port Tulpa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, and to be fair, I had to cover my own expenses, among other things. I gotta say, <laughs> you were Mr. Sheen that day. Yeah, I was good. All right. You Michael Sheen. Yeah, do you want a burger? I'm all right. <laughs> Today. You can clean that up, though. <laughs> so then also Kate tells Vicky what she probably already knew is that her dad was putting the kibosh on everything she was trying to get written. He goes to the radio station and he walks past an office and you hear the Columbo sort of theme. It's up for debate. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the Columbo theme is, and I've seen them all. It's the uh, it's the thing he always whistles. He's always whistling this old man, <laughs> like that. But is that the theme of Columbo? It's the unofficial theme, but it didn't appear much in the seventies ones. But in the nineties ones, they led into it, le- leaned into it a lot. Oh, okay. So when, right. when he's walking past the office, you hear that being whistled, and he goes in. It's Columbo wearing. Massive glasses. Yeah. Um, looking through all the files that uh, Jerry had. Because this is the thing. Columbo was also suspicious about the fact that Jerry had files at Chase's house, but he had more files at the radio station. So he was saying to Shatner at the restaurant after he had his honey tea, which we got distracted by, um, <laughs> why did you only take me to your house when most of the files were at the radio station? And he says, because I didn't. I wanted to spare my daughter's feelings. I didn't want to tell her there. That her friend is dead. And he's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that doesn't... None of that adds no, up. No, none of that. And then he says, look, I've looked through 33 of these files. Oh, is this the bit... He goes, uh, yeah, so he's looked through the files. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know how he's managed to go... Every one of them's got an alibi. Well, no, what it is, is he says, th- I've t- taken out 33 of these because none of them would have the need to have pancake makeup. Because yeah. mm. they're all like stockbrokers or bankers. 
And, yeah. I, and I'd go, well, one of them like blacking up, so probably him. But the thing is, hmm. the, the problem is, you know, another person who has no reason to have pancake makeup, mm. William Shatner, yeah. and he did do it. Yeah, so discount him as well. Yeah. And we get a bit here with the uh, cigar going in the bin and setting fire to paper. Another bit, another, like, another let's bit. just fill another two minutes. Mm. It does, it, oh God, it does annoy me, like, because it was never really a funny, it was incidentally funny when it's 70 minutes. Mm. Whereas with this, it's like, oh, fucking, who, who are the fire release for these bits? <laughs> we have to literally put the brakes on this episode to watch him try and put a fire out in a bin. I'll just put a little coffee on it. Yeah, which will stink so bad. I know. <laughs> Burning paper, cigar and coffee. That's better. Oh. I'm going to just open this window. The window doesn't open, but it's still 30 seconds when I try. I know. I'll just do a big chilly fart. That'll help. <laughs> oh, sorry. I followed through. Oh, my God. I'll put a little coffee on that. Yeah. Don't do that. I'll put a cigar down my pants. There you go. Oh, no. My pants are on fire. Oh, oh no. Buster Keaton's here. Oh, he's falling over the table, sir. <laughs> a juggling elephant. Oh, my God. Sir. I'm going to put a little coffee on him. Stop putting coffee on everything. <laughs> I'm trying to help. You're not helping. Who are get, Jesus Christ? I did it. All right. Is that what you want? Uh, but also, also apart from the pancake makeup, none of the other people would have known about Jerry and Ted's gay relationship, as he says. Yeah. <laughs> because they were very discreet. Only a certain number of people knew. But it, it doesn't he say something like these people, stockbrokers, people like they, mm. they can know anything they want because they got if they, if they've hired someone to do the murder. Yeah. They investigate. It's, it's, it's flimsy. And this was, this was true of the seventies ones as well. Sometimes it's, and this is probably true of all crime things. You've mm. got to ignore a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, none of it makes sense. Like I don't think Columbo would have got a single conviction in the real world. Oh God, no! None of it would have stood up in court. Um, and but he de- he doesn't he trick William Shatner in this scene again because mm. he says something like uh, he says only someone who knew about the love affair and breakup could have tried to frame Ted for the killing. Is it this scene that he says, um, you've been to his house? Oh, he says, you said you'd, you'd never been to the victim's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he, <laughs> and he goes, I can see here, no, in your diary it said that you'd been there for a party. And William Shatner goes, oh, I thought you meant recently. Yeah. Oh, you're rubbish. Yeah. He goes, oh, I've been there socially. Well, so if you have, so yeah, that's right, because yesterday you went there anti-socially and you shot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a good joke here. Which is something that someone I've always wanted someone to say, and Shatner says it, and I loved it. When Columbo goes, just one more thing, and he goes, there's always one more thing with you, detective. Do you have a problem with short-term memory loss? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. After all these episodes, somebody's finally gone like, it's nuts, though. Yeah, it is stupid. <laughs> well, so, we know it's probably a strategy. Oh, of course it is. But it's to the point sometimes where you're like, someone will be like, right, if that's all, detective, I'm going to go and have my nude bath. And then he'd just step into the bathroom and go, one more thing, why are you having your nude bath? Uh, how many pencils do you own? My wife loves pencils. I'm having a bath. Leave me alone. Um, so Columbo's checked the phone records from Chase's home and there's no record of a 911 call. And then Chase is like, again, rubbish. Uh, oh, yeah, I phoned on my mobile f- car phone. Because uh, I heard the gunshots and immediately dashed to my car. And he's like, ah, oh, well, that'll explain the four-minute gap between the uh, shooting and 911 being phoned. It's Which like, it kind of does. Yeah. Because I, I do have to say this. Because uh, it would take Shatner a long time to get from his office upstairs on... <laughs> he has a funicular railway oh, to get from this. his office. To love Because the, the house is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But this guy is basically just Dr. Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's got like a better house than like but Steve Jobs had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives in Malibu. He said, didn't he? Which I mean, all mm. these cats live in Malibu, mm. but it's like mm. it's a it's a massive. <laughs> oh yeah, and the first like this wound me up. This is like yeah. with the first time Columbo goes there to have a look at the files. Oh. He goes, he goes, you haven't got an oil leak, have you? Why? I'm very particular about my driveway. Yeah. Oh well, fucking, I'm gonna put you away for that, you bell end. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Uh, but this is the bit. I don't know how. How do you feel about the bit where Columbo's standing on the bonnet of his car, shouting over the fence? It's a bit weird. Oh yeah, so Yeah, again, it feels like oh, I should have him do something wacky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I think this would probably be like a thirty-second dig in the seventies one, and he'd just drive in. But this, they really want you to. Point yeah, they would. Ha ha ha. It's for whatever reason the format that they created in 1960 whatever is mm. the perfect length for a Columbo mystery, yeah. and fortunately the requirements of commercial television fucked it a bit. But what I did like is when um, Shatner says to him, "Well, you can come and talk to me while I do my muscle tone, while I uh, while I work on my muscle tone <laughs> and catch up on the news yeah, of the day." Is, yeah, <laughs> I, I I wrote that down as well. It's like, I mean, listen, I I happen to have a look at a picture of Shatner today. Now he's 91 now, Shatner. Yeah. He looks great for ninety one. He does, but you're not going to look at him and go, "Oh, fucking look at look at it's Schwarzenegger." Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's under there somewhere, mm. but it's like, he's this, he's weirdly rotund. He he weirdly is right, and you know, God bless him. This this age, I mean, he's sixty here, isn't he? Sixty odd or late fifties? Uh, no, he, he would have been since nineteen ninety four. So what's that? Twenty nine years ago. So yeah, he's. Yeah. 60, is that 62? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for 62, he looks great. But yeah. as what happens to 62-year-old men, mostly, apart from Tom Cruise, is they put on a bit of timber. That's fine. But don't go saying to me, I'm going to work on my muscle tone when you look like that. No. <laughs> Cardio, you can say that because exactly. you don't necessarily lose weight. Just yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just going to keep myself in good, you know, with good stamina. Don't say it is. It, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I did write that down. I was like, oh, yeah. mm, and also mm. the way he said it, I'm working on my muscle tone and catching up with the news of the day. And it turns out he's watching TV from fucking hours ago. Oh no, it's, it's no, he's, he's watching it live. He's watching it live, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, he's watching the Manhattan. He's got a satellite dish. Now this is this is a bit of a plant, isn't it? This is a seed to for, for Columbo because he's saying that out here in the hills can't get cable, so you have to that's get a satellite. Right. And that's him thinking, well, what about the mobile phone, which comes into play later. Which is, to be fair, Columbo, two entirely different comm systems. Yeah, it is. But that's, that's fine. Uh, so then um, Chase tells Columbo that he loved Victoria's mother and he loves Victoria like she was her his own flesh and blood. And then uh, Columbo's like, well, you know, we've checked everything. Because the reason he says that is because he says, well, we suspect maybe your daughter did it. He doesn't. He's just trying to get him riled. I, when he said that, I had a false memory. Of having, I don't think I'd seen this episode before this week. I thought mm. I had because I thought what was coming was that he was going to arrest the daughter, mm. and that's what like he would have tried all the clues, but he he hadn't been able to catch him, and that's when Shatner would break down and tell him what happened. Yeah, because because like the length of this episode, you're thinking maybe oh well, this is there can't be long left. There's fucking ages left. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I didn't enjoy it. It's 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 no you know, it's just it's too baggy. The Commodore, no. but yeah, but you're going to find that a lot with the nineties ones. Mm. Um, so so Chase gets livid. He's like, "Well, Victoria didn't do it. She's great. Shut up. Stop yeah. stop being mean about her." It's the defense of yes, she did versus shut up. <laughs> Eat your honey. Mm. 
And um, he says that, you know, Vicky said that the key disappeared and reappeared the next day. So how do you explain that? And then Columbo's like, you know what? Get out. I mean, Chase is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of your house, you son of a gun. (laughs) He's like, I've had enough. Get out. So then it's the night of the big call-in show for the the senator. They never get this. um, uh, You never get this degree of animosity a lot of the time. But he probably is like, he's livid. You'll understand if I don't wish you a good day. Hmm. And which is odd because most of the time, no matter how he gets, they might get a little irate, but they never flat out fuck you. No. Because they, you kind of want to keep Columbo on site. Apart from Robert Culp, who just gets fucking living. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, he's not. Oh, I know you don't know. You're right. Yeah, he does yeah. turn the fuck off. Yeah, he does many times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we then get the bit from Frasier where he's in his calling show. The setup of it made me think of Frasier. Um, so we get Senator Mad- Madison in, and this is what I mentioned earlier, is what's happening now, is he says to Victoria, look, this call's going to ring, can you put them on next? And she's like, well, you said you weren't going to do this segment. Oh, she's like, "That's that. Yeah, it's mm. supposed to be random calling. Yeah, and he's like, just do it. You're so naive, this is how it works, kid. Mm. JFDI, just fucking do it. Um, I knew what you meant, Dad, you said it a lot. Okay, fine, well, T.Y., my, MP, my pleasure. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah, all right. This yeah. isn't saving any time. This conversation. TTFN uh, to tar for now. Yeah, I, I get it. Just get get your fat ass in there. Look, <laughs> 62 I've been working on my muscle tone. Yeah, I know. I saw you. I saw the rapper in the bin. Um, all right, you cheeky cow. Right, <laughs> that was a heavy Yorkie. <laughs> I can imagine him. He's. This is exactly the character I can imagine doing that Hasselhoff video where he's lying in the shower eating a burger. <laughs> oh. uh, um, so then the the caller comes through and he goes ah senator you're a great guy but you know what I heard that you got a girl pregnant and that's really bad and that the illegitimate child was adopted and Vicky's livid and she storms out and then the next morning he goes to see her and she's packed all her things and she's going to New York with Lou Caton there's, there's a scene where he chases her up the studio and they're in the corridor having a bit of a row oh yeah and it, it's it's a bugbear but there's they're properly having a row and he's chasing her and the two extras who are also in the corridor oh, yeah. have been told don't do anything yeah. like they don't react at all they're just standing there muttering at each other even mm. though they're going what the fuck is going on now yeah the, the star of well, well we're led to believe this world famous shock jock who's got 10 million listeners or something oh he's yeah, having a row like publicly and we're not even going to look we're just going to carry on chatting yeah mm. it's like the Arndale Centre all over again yeah <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, she's packed a thing. She's buggering off to New York. So Chase is, you know, his the thing he's done this all for for nothing because she's gone. So then Columbo arrives and says to Chase, "Oh, by the way, um, I think you murdered Jerry." By the way, yeah. Uh, and he says, "I've got a witness downtown that will swear Chase offered him ten grand to kill Jerry on his behalf." So Chase says to him, all right, well, I'll, I'll come with you to police headquarters. Fine. And I'll give that witness. I'll tell that witness he's wrong. Okay. So this is where it gets really <laughs> stupid. Doesn't ask for a lawyer. No, nothing. He's just like, ah, I'll, I'll tell him he's full yeah. of shit. I'll give him a piece of my mind. I'll, I'll probably tell him I'm going to rip his head off yeah. and I'm going to rip a leg off and shove that down his neck all so he looks like he's got a leg for head. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, sir, because that's also murder. That's, well, shut up. That's, that's, that's something Dr. Moreau would do, sir. Yeah. I took him down as well. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Very easy. Right? Well, I took him down. Diabetes really is what I took him down. But... And that little fella, he fell on him and killed him. <laughs> so double, double suicide. suicide. I don't know why my wife was like, let's go away for a couple of days. And we went to a biological reserve. My wife loves genetic experimentation. She's cuckoo for it. Her brother-in-law, Ricky, got turned into a hyena man, sir. It was very, very, very scary. And also, it would explain the pancake on the handkerchief because Marlon Brando was basically wearing flour. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron Perlman, sir, he was like a, a jaguar or something. and He was very angry, sir. And Val Kilmer killed his career. Yeah, very unprofessional, sir. Like my kid, my kid brother's uncle, Steve. He got fired from a satellite dish company for pushing Rudd Hull off the roof, sir. Very, very unprofessional. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they go in um, uh, Chase's car, his posh Mercedes, his pride and joy. And as they're driving along, there's a, a, a some cyclists have fallen oh, off. I have a question. This is really yeah. about the 90s. Though. You mm. know, because his car is supposed to be top end. Yeah. This is 1994. Yeah. I, I was looking at it going, is that a nice car? Because yeah, I look at, I'm in the market for a new car. Mm. And I was looking at like, I think at the Even time it was a nice Merc, yeah. Yeah, but you look at it now and the 90s was a bad time for oh, car designs. It looks like cars. shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I like the way that while he's distracted helping the cyclist, one cyclist rolls under the car and basically gets a cartoon hammer out and goes, boop. Yeah. <laughs> and that's broken <laughs> the car. What the fuck? Because a lot of the time in the seventies, there's a lot of big gotchas. Yeah. Like they, they've gone for much more theatrical gotchas than the nineties yeah. ones. Mm. Like literally, there's the talking about doing the Spielberg parody sort of one. There's yeah. a massive and it's the same woman plays the daughter in this is in that as well. Mm. There's a massive. He hires an improv team in that, and he does in this as well. Yes. Oh, I had a little help from the uh, the chuckling weasels. Yeah. Who were, from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, sir. They were they, very they're discreet. Great. They're going to pretend to be cyclists, and uh, okay, name say, say a suggestion. <laughs> fuck off. Okay, we're going to go with fuck off. <laughs> but he gets back in his car. It won't start. Cyclists have gone. And then he goes, Well, why don't you use your why don't you use your car phone to ring AAA? So he goes to be can't. There's no signal in the hills. So then Clumber goes, Well, that's not a problem. I borrowed a car. Uh, not a car. I borrowed a new mobile phone. I love it. He goes, I was gonna buy one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out they're eight hundred bucks, yeah. so he just let me have one for a couple of days. What? No, that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen now. It's not going to happen then when it was the yeah. most expensive consumer technology on the face of the earth was a phone. Also, it's tiny as well. Or you could say, to be generous, that Columbo said, as he often does, that I'm doing a sting operation that won't stand up in court. Can I borrow this phone for an hour? I'm uh, a policeman. Oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, I've seen what you've been downloading. Can I borrow this? And I'll, I won't say anything. He, he Mr. Gad. Go- yeah. <laughs> He always goes rogue. Why didn't he just say, yeah. I, why goes good as boss going, yeah, I need, a f- I need a mobile phone for the day. Hmm. Do we have, does the LAPD have any mobile phones? No, we got a fucking submachine gun. Well, that's not going to help. We got tons of them. Well, no. Also, why didn't they just go to, presumably the police department has like a technological department, go to them and say, is it possible to get signal in the hills with a mobile phone? And they could have done it for you. But oh, that's not like, theatrical no. enough. Yeah, and I don't know if I need theatricality in Colombo. I think it's. I think sometimes it's fun, but I think this one's just stupid. Yeah. But it works out okay because then he tries to do it and he can't. And then he says, uh, "Oh, by the way, I already ter- carried out a test, 
and there's nowhere within miles where you can get any phone signal. Yeah. So that means Chase was lying about nine one one, and so the precise so the time frame between the bullets being fired and the call to nine one one means the call had to be made near the very spot. Yeah. Yeah. So and they Shatner quite rightly go right. Well, in that kit, why don't you say that before you ruin my car? Yeah. Now my car's broken. It's got a big cartoon mallet imprint on the underside. <laughs> The little shoe that went in the, the, the dip is under there laughing. <laughs> uh, so then Chase goes to the car to rummage for stuff. And then Columbo just goes, right, well, you shot him. You did it on the extension phone. He basically tells him exactly what happened. And as Chase, and as Chase is listening to him, he notices he pulls back a blanket and there's a shotgun. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. His plan is to shoot Lele's detective. Yeah. And in broad daylight and on a... On an A road, on a car that's broke with a car that's broken, so he can't go anywhere. And he also he's probably told the rest of the police where he is yeah. and what the current state of the investigation is. And he says to Columbo, "Aren't you behaving stupidly, confronting me with this alone on a deserted stretch of road?" And then Columbo leans in and the horn, and then all the cyclists come back with a police car. Yeah, and there was no witness at police HQ. It was all a ruse. Yeah, and then Chase says, "Oh, fine, yeah, I did it." And then he says, "You know, Columbo, I think I possibly may have misread you, and I love you." Yeah, and he shoots him anyway. Yeah, I'll be waiting in the showers. I trust you'll be joining me. <laughs> <laughs> and then off he goes, and then we get the end credits. Yeah, yeah, butterfly and shades of grey. I had to look up what that means, and it's apparently oh. to do with. Uh, a, c- a cocoon of a butterfly. I don't know. Well, well, okay. what? What? Well, how does that refer to this? Apparently, it's to do with the the daughter being stifled from blossoming from her cocoon. Oh, okay. All right. It's, then. it's a bit flowery and shit, but yeah. it sounds good. I should have just called it "shat myself." <laughs> um, there you go. So, what did what did what did you think? Yeah, I quite like it. I, yeah, it's. It's a better example of a lot of these 90-minute ones that I can do without. It needs half an hour gone. Well, it needs, it needs the 20 minutes, make it a 70-minute one. Yeah. Well, I, I did love Shatner in it. Oh, God. I, I, like, I like Shatner anyway, but you get a sense. I wonder if, the, <laughs> based on everything George Takai said over the years, I'm wondering if this is actually Shatner playing himself yeah. more than he usually does. Yeah, I think like, so. And I think the the, the writers, who are, you know, everybody liked him because he's for the killer, he's in it a lot. It's probably in it uh, yeah, more yeah. than Columbo. Yeah, there's a lot, of, but, but the, the thing is, it's it's always the story's almost always told from the uh, killer's point of view. It's weird that Columbo is a show yeah. where the guest character every week is Columbo, mm-hmm. or at least it's not the the protagonist. Well, there we go, butterfly and shades of grey. So we'll just nip off now. And oh, Dan, just one more thing. If you could make... Because I'm going to ask you a different question because I okay, asked you yeah, so many yeah, yeah. If you could make a Welsh version of Columbo, who would play him and what would be his gimmicks and eccentricities? Literally anyone's granddad in Powys. Because <laughs> the thing... We were talking about this. It was, you've asked me the question on the WhatsApp last yeah, night and, yeah. and I had a couple of Welsh people around and we started talking about it. And like we didn't come up with any actors. We just came up with people we know. Okay. Like, as he said, at any given moment in Wales, there are 200 people who have been nicknamed Columbo. 
Right? Because right? it's every time, any, anything you do that isn't thick in this country, I, I swear to God, the nickname is Columbo. Like, I, I put a pound on on the pool table. Where's it gone? Oh, it fell on the floor. Oh, fucking look at you, Columbo. That's the level of case that you can get nicknamed Columbo for in this country. So there's eccentricities. Also, the other thing is, in Wales, especially rural Wales, I would, I would have it be rural Wales, and it would be like... Uh, the merger would just be like, you know, hey, do you know Clive got murdered? Yeah, yeah fuck him. He's a bell end. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't bother investigating it. Right. Right. So that's, that would be his eccentricity. He'd go, who was it? Him. Well, who do you think did it? Well, fucking die. Yeah, I'll go get him now. <laughs> Columbo episodes of Wales would be two minutes long. Well, sometimes that might be a good thing. Yeah. yeah well, Especially yeah, with the 90s. 70 ones. minutes. Just, he just goes, did he do it? He did, but he's a good boy. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably had his reasons. Oh, yeah. You, you know the broker got murdered? He owed me a fiver. End of kiss. <laughs> so he's, I'm not going to chase anyone for that. All right. Brilliant. Well, there we go. That's the, that's the show finished. Oh. That would, that would be it, yeah. Just yeah. one more question. Yeah. My wife's uncle is a big fan of modern TV. If Columbo was on now, what would be your plot? Who would be the celeb murderer? And what's the episode title? Uh, the episode... Uh, let's... Uh, I... I I do think, like I said before, I think it's better if there's if there's people you already hate. So I can't remember what I said last. Oh, um, that's that awful man, James uh, Corden. Corden, that's it. Awful. Yeah. So I think yeah. let's have some people. I think this time, just mix it up. We'll have people, some other people like. Uh-huh. So we'd have Matt Hancock. People are a big fan of him. Yeah, love him. Yeah. And uh, we and I don't really care what the plot is, but mm. I think the twist at the end, instead of the gotcha, mm. um, Columbo should just smash his head through a plate glass window. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, I I think he should do that at the start. Yeah, I think he should introduce himself. To, Are you Mad Hancock? Yeah, and he just pushes his head through a plate glass window. Yeah, again and again. Yeah. In fact, they should go to the shard and smash through every window all the way up. Yeah. And um, and the show, the episode would be called uh, um, Matt Hancock gets his fucking head smashed in. Perfect. Because I think that's going to stick out in the Radio Times. And I think they get first of all, I think people would tune in for that anyway. Yeah. And then you get the thing going, oh bloody hell, it's a Columbo. Hmm. And they're definitely going to stay to watch it. Then well, I think you, it's got everything. Could you change the title? You know, like Columbo loves the nightlife, or Columbo goes to the guillotine, or whatever. Columbo loves smashing Matt Hancock's fucking face in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, that might be too long for the um, true. What do you call it? Electronic TV guide. Yeah. So just Matt. Uh, it'd be called Matt Hancock smash or pass. There you go. And then the answer is smash. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Dan Thomas, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure as always. As always. And uh, I'll see you same time, same channel, again one day on Columbard. Goodbye. Well, suppose we just see about this. I'll confront your witness. And when I do, I'll destroy him. And after that, I'll start on you. And then maybe the rest of the Los Angeles Police Department. Let's go. You don't mind driving? Looking forward to it.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.